on 4th of July. And it reads as follows. When they say the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this. The freedom they're referring to is for white people. The land is stolen land, and black people still aren't free. Now, I am a little bit confused about what she considers free. Because we are all aware of slavery. And I'm pretty certain that most of us black people have not been slaves for many a generation. But she posts another post, uh, or another tweet, tweets another tweet, and that reads as follows. We know what our own freedom looks like. In the slavery permitted under the 13th Amendment. Am I wrong, but it's the 13th Amendment, the one that freed us? In the war on drugs. Aren't they making marijuana legal? In police violence. In health care. Housing and education apartheid. We are the experts on our own liberation, and we won't stop until it's won. Well, I'd like to have a comment on that. This is a woman who is a black woman, as I mentioned, voted into office, into office, part of the squad, 
So, a black woman voted into office is talking about she is not free. She is with the House of Representatives. Let me tell you how tired I am about uh, tired of people, black Americans especially, black Americans who have attained a certain success, crying about what happened two, three, four hundred years ago. It happened. No one said it didn't. No one's arguing it. But it has to move on. We have to move on. We cannot, under these circumstances, heal ourselves if we keep talking about all the ills that have been committed against us. She says we're not free. She is in the House of Representatives, a black woman, part of a squad, whose voice, even though she's a junior, I believe, uh, is getting heard despite people with far more experience than she has and far more more educated, at least on the issues, than she is. Uh, I don't know how much free a person can be or how much free black people can be. I can tell you on my own experience that when I was growing up, my mother used to clean houses for a living. And she started out when I was about seven or eight. She was cleaning white people's houses. And by the time I was like 12 or 13, the the houses that she was cleaning flipped. And you, she was cleaning more affluent black people's houses, black American houses, then she was cleaning white people's houses. And, you know, they were wealthy, affluent people. So, and that's just back in the 80s and the, and the 90s. How much more have black people attained in success than 30, 40 years ago. How much more? She herself is a victim of freedom. But she's going to sow these divisive words on Twitter disavowing her own freedom, disavowing the freedom of black Americans, sowing seeds of racism and victimhood and just pure absurdity into the universe. There are a lot of young, impressionable people out there who have been locked down, who have nothing to do but be on their social media, 
who look up to her and think for some reason that she is representing the black race, that she is a leader in the black community. But she is sowing these seeds of resentment. And for what? And for what? Am I saying that racism does not exist? No. Of course it does. But who the hell cares about racism? Should that stop you from going to college? Should that stop you from being educated? Should that stop you from being successful? She got voted into the House of Representatives. A lot of people are successful in their lives. Black Americans are successful. Bill Cosby, bad example. Oprah Winfrey, Denzel Washington, Samuel L. Jackson. Not to mention people we don't even see who are in behind the scenes in business. Entrepreneurs who are highly successful. Producers, directors coming forward. Look at the, the, the landscape of YouTube. Look at the landscape of real estate. Look at the landscape of business. Do we have work to do? Of course, we always will have to strive to do better. But to say that black people aren't free is a damn lie. It is a lie. It is a lie fostered by elitist nonsense. I don't even think she's elite, to be honest with you. I don't even think elitist. There are people who have issues. have issues, inferiority complex, um, and they want to spread their inferiority complex um, to you and tell you that that is there, that is the norm. You know, I used to be homeless. But not every black person I've ever known in this life is going to be homeless. I commend black women. I commend her for rising to the top, for following her passion, for doing something. But honest to God, When are we going to stop allowing these people to keep telling us that we are not free, that we are oppressed, and that we are under the thumb of white America? If anything we have ever learned about our forefathers, Black Wall Street, um, oh, 
I just wrote, I drew a blank and I was just thinking about it earlier. I was talking to my husband about it. But other black successful places is that they built those places. They built Black Wall Street. Black people thrived. Black people thrived. My mother's 75 years old. She grew up knowing where, uh, you know, she, her family was sharecroppers, but the relatives weren't sharecroppers. Lived well in the cities. Lived well uh, in other parts of, of North Carolina. Took them in for the holidays. Dressed them in pretty dresses. I mean, there were always successful black people. Black Americans were successful despite Jim Crow and the oppression and the adversities that they faced. That's the legacy that they left for us. Not that white people destroyed it, but that they built it. And these race-baiting, victimizing, having no good, oh, woe is me, White woe telling are convincing you that in this time, in this era, in 2021, that you can't make it. You can't thrive. You can't be successful. When it's clearly a damn lie. It is a lie. You can make it. Yes, they destroyed it. But the most important legacy that was left by these people, Black Wall Street, uh, the place in New York, uh, the place in Florida. Oh, my God. I'm drawing complete blanks here, and I'm I'm ashamed of that. Uh, Those successful, and those are only three. I bet you there were many more, but those were three. The legacy that they left us is that they built it, that they built it. They had success despite everything, everything. We don't have Jim Crow now. We don't have black laws now. Somebody, a white person, look at you sideways. You can scream bloody murder. You don't have the same adversities that our forefathers had. And we ain't building crap. We, it's nothing. We have people on TV with PhDs, highly accomplished whining about being oppressed, reaching, like I add, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people, and they're crying about being oppressed. The highly educated ones, not the people going to work every single day, not the people who are who are striving, who own their homes, who are middle class, but the 
highly educated, academia. Rosewood. That's the place. Rosewood, uh, Oklahoma. And I, for some reason, I can't remember the place in New York, which is like completely famous. But all these places thrived. Thrived. Show black people thriving. And we are sitting here not going to school, not building anything, not doing anything, crying about what the white man is doing. The white man ain't giving us nothing. And the truth of the matter is, you already have it. You're free. Who's stopping you from going to school? Who's stopping you from attaining your dreams? Who's stopping you? Because it sure as heck ain't the white man. He wants you to shut up and go to school and be educated and work hard just like he's doing. All the people who are yelling racism, they have done it. Cori Bush says she lived paycheck to paycheck, got elected to the House of Representatives. She is a person in power. But she's telling you, you're not free. Black people are not free. It's the same old drum from the Democrat Party. That's why they gave you Juneteenth. Because if there's a reform to be made, they're not going to make it. If there's change to be changed, they're not going to change it. If there's things to be done, they're not going to do it. But they're going to give you Juneteenth. You got Juneteenth? Payday off. Biden, whose heart is in the right place, so they tell me, who they constantly say to me on my Twitter that he is not a racist, and despite his little pure heart, spouts racist ideology about how black people can't run a computer, can't operate any computer. It's a comedy, really. Almost a Dave Chappelle sketch. Black people can't run a computer. <laughs> black people don't have lawyers and accountants. Black people can't count. Black people can't get a driver's license. They don't know how to go down there to the, their, you know, DNV and get themselves a driver's license. I mean, ID. Well, I argue that if anything a black person knows is that you better have your ID, especially if the narrative is you're being stopped 
more often by the police than not. And there they go. This Cory Bush beating that old drum. We's all slaves now. We's all slaves. We ain't free. We not gonna stop to be free. What did Biden say about it? He said they're going to put us all back in chains. I don't think it's going to be the white man that's going to put us back in chains. I think the black folks is doing it. Black, black people are putting themselves back in chains. We all going back to Segregation. That's what's happening. And it's self-imposed segregation. All this fight. All this dying. All these dogs and suffering and hoses. And, and what do we get at the end? We get a whole bunch of black people following a doddering old man who says things like this. Romney wants to let the, he said the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own books. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put y'all back in chains. That's what he said. <laughs> you gonna put y'all back in chains? He was saying that. He usually say, "Well, he's talking about Wall Street." But I don't know. Why would you even use that analogy if he was talking about Wall Street? Time. You wake up. You're woke. But you ain't woke enough. You ain't woke enough to the whole picture. Your biggest danger in life is not white supremacy. The biggest danger in life is black victimhood. Tell me what you think. Am I wrong? What did I miss? Leave me a voice message. I'm going to be setting up a phone line and hopefully somebody will call and correct me if I'm wrong or Enlighten me or 
leave a message. You have a good evening. Thank you for listening to my podcast, The Black Eye. If you like what you've heard or you want to comment, please drop me a voice message at anchor.fm.theblackeye. And uh, if I get some messages, I will post you on the air. Thank you.